Today, we're traveling below the belt to talk about how to urinate less frequently. Here we go. Hi, I'm Jessica Vallant, a physical therapist and Pilates teacher, and I want to bring science-based knowledge, empathy, courage, support, love, and hopefully some fun to the journeys we have with our bodies. There is hope and strength in your body, and my goal is to help you find it. Hi, and welcome back to Meet Your Body. I'm so happy to have you here today. We are diving into a topic that I think is really, really important that doesn't get talked about a lot because most of us, even though we have these questions, we're somewhat embarrassed to ask. So we are literally going below the belt to talk about how we urinate, how frequently we urinate, and how to actually urinate less frequently during the day and especially at night. Now, there are going to be some of you listening who may be thinking to yourself, I don't understand this topic. You might have an extremely healthy bladder. Maybe you're young. Maybe you have never had any kind of bladder or pelvic floor issues. It might be something you don't have to deal with, and that's great. It might be something you do have to deal with later on in life, or you might know someone going through this. You might be a healthcare professional. So hopefully these tips can help, even if it isn't something that you are currently going through yourself. But I can say from experience as a physical therapist, as someone who hears from a lot of people through messages and emails, This is such a common topic. I actually have a YouTube video that goes over everything we're going to talk about today. It's just a little bit shorter, but for a while, it was one of my most popular videos. I was shocked how popular it was, and it just showed me what a common topic this is. So I'm going to tell you my story a little bit and how kind of I came to understand this topic. And then I'm going to tell you my three tricks to help have less frequent urination during the day, and again, especially at night. And then we'll discuss some other factors that are really worth looking into if you do find yourself urinating a lot throughout the day and into the evening and throughout the night while you're trying to sleep. So my story begins after the birth of our daughter when I developed a prolapse. And to be honest, when I'm when I was sitting here thinking about recording this podcast and talking to you, I kind of was looking back to think if frequent urination was kind of a part of my life before that. And I want to say it might be. I kind of grew up with that narrative and hearing my mom say, you know, she had a small bladder and thinking I probably did too. That's a common thing. You probably at some point have heard someone say that or been told that I simply have a small bladder. Um, And I think anatomically, sure, that is possible. There are some of us that probably have smaller bladders than others, but truly that isn't the issue that we look at when we're looking at frequent urination. I think it's interesting though to look back, and again, if that's a story that you've been told, like if I do look back, probably that was a story I told myself. Or I was told I had a small bladder, and so I was always making sure that I did that just in case P, right? Before leaving the house, before getting on a flight, anything like that. Do you have to go just in case? And I, once you hear when I get into that, that's an entire topic we're going to talk about today, I think that actually can really be self-perpetuating and end up causing some bladder issues down the line. So for me, my own story is... 
that yes, I possibly was kind of doing that just in case pee, thinking I had a small bladder throughout my life, but really it didn't come into play and really start affecting my lifestyle day to day until I had my daughter in 2013 and I developed a grade three and grade four prolapse at that point. So that is when I started to notice things such as leaking some urine when I coughed and I sneezed and really starting to have to use the restroom more throughout the day. I truly had a feeling of needing to go pee more throughout the day and especially before falling asleep at night. And when I look back, that is truly, especially as my prolapse progressed over the seven years before I had surgery, Those are the symptoms that really, really stuck with me and really kind of affected my day-to-day was that, one, I felt like I needed to know where a bathroom was at all times. And you might relate to a lot of this. I was that person going at least three times an hour before getting on a flight. I was that person who was going, and this is not an exaggeration, I would go pee five times in the 30 minutes before falling asleep at night because I just was hoping I would make it through the night without waking up. And typically I would wake up one or two times, which actually isn't a lot. A doctor, a urogynecologist will tell you, especially as we age, that waking up to urinate in the middle of the night one or maybe two times actually is fairly normal. Again, some of this depends on what your life was like before and what it is now. So normal is gonna be different for all of us. But understand it's how it's affecting you and your life and your day-to-day. I can say that going five times in 30 minutes before falling asleep is not normal. And I knew that. I absolutely knew that. I also knew I was desperate to be able to sleep through the night and I would do just about anything to do it. So that was what my story was. And then I saw a urogynecologist for a consult um, for my prolapse surgeries and my hysterectomy. So this was back in 2019. So again, about six and a half years that I had lived with the prolapses and I had gotten to the habit of doing all of those things. I would make sure I emptied my bladder before any kind of workout because I did not want to have to urinate and leak pee. And so I would go as much as I could. And I had to fill out a form. I had to bring it home and fill it out as part of my consult. And it asked how many times I peed during a day. So I had to finally count in a 24-hour period. That day that I counted, I went, I believe, 28 times. So 28 times in a 24-hour period. That, I can tell you, is not normal. (laughs) When you look it up in general... We are told that a normal amount is six to 10 times in a day. Now, again, that could be a little bit less or a little bit more depending on many factors like how hydrated we are and any kind of disease status, our age, those kind of things. But in general, six to 10 is the kind of accepted average. I went 28 times in a 24-hour period. I knew that that wasn't normal and okay. So I went through with my surgery Um, had the hysterectomy, had the prolapse repair. And yes, it has gotten better for me since then. But I'll be honest, it wasn't a quick fix. I did not wake up from surgery with a suddenly healthy bladder because I had developed very specific habits. I had trained my bladder in a very specific way over those six to seven years. It wasn't going to be fixed right away. 
also after a major surgery, the bladder is affected. The nerves around the bladder are affected. There are a lot of things that are affected due to surgery, as well as the fact that not everything was fixed in my surgery. So I say that just to let you know that when you do have any kind of hysterectomy, bladder surgery, prolapse repair, yes, it will help. It isn't an immediate fix. You still need to go through some of the tips I'm going to give you today. And it's these tips and tricks that have really helped me get back to a place that I believe is a little more normal for bladder function. I am still going more than 10 times a day. Absolutely I am, but it is not 28 times. It is probably closer to 12 to 14. And I will take that. I will happily take that. And it is better when I go through the steps that I'm going to talk you through. So I want you to know you are not alone wherever you are. If you have that kind of feeling that you have to pee all the time, you are absolutely not alone. You're going to hear me kind of laugh a little bit throughout it because I want you to know that you aren't alone and that it's something that we can kind of commiserate about. It's part of life. I don't want you to feel like it's a prison sentence whatsoever. There are things we can do about it, but I also want you to know we are going to take it seriously because I personally do understand how much it can affect your life. I know the people around you may not understand. My family still rolls their eyes at me when I pee numerous times before getting on a flight. And I want to say, I don't want to be like this. I don't I don't want to have to go all the time. I wish it was different. And so I know that feeling and I know there are things that we can do to help. And I'm hoping to give you some of those tips today. All right. So we're going to jump right in to tip and trick number one, which is you have to stop doing the just in case P. This is a big one and probably the most important one. So if you don't know what I mean by just in case, so put air quotes around just in case P, that is when you go to the bathroom just in case you have to go, just in case you can get a little bit out, right? Like I'm just going to try just in case we're about to leave the house. We're about to get on a flight. I'm about to do a workout, whatever it is. I'm about to try to go to sleep. So I'm going to go just in case. That is actually one of the worst things that we can do for our bladder, and I'm going to tell you why. And again, please know that I have done it myself so, so much, and I've had to detrain myself for this just-in-case pee. So what happens in a healthy bladder is we have, our bladder has a signal that tells us when we need to urinate, and that signal happens when the bladder is full. So again, it's different for all of us, just depending on the size of our bladder, but all of us have that signal. So the bladder fills up and we get a signal that tells us that we need to urinate. And again, if we're right by a bathroom, maybe we'll go right when we get it. If we're in the middle of a work project, maybe we're going to wait a little while, but we get that signal and we go. When we start to go just in case, we are trying to empty our bladder before it's full. So we are going before we are given that signal, but we are starting, we are starting with that habit to retrain our bladder to tell it that it's full. So every time you go, you're telling your bladder, oh, I guess I must be full. I should have given them a signal. So I better give them a signal sooner next time. I better tell them they need to go sooner next time because maybe I'm not working right So that each time you go, each time you go just in case that you don't have a feeling yet, 
you are decreasing that signal. So what you're doing is you're actually increasing the sensitivity of your bladder, meaning it is going to give you a signal that it's full or that you have to go with less and less urine in your bladder so that eventually it's giving you a signal all the time. And that is absolutely where I was before my surgery. And I told people that I would say when they would ask me, you know, doctors, healthcare professionals, when they would ask me what I was feeling about my bladder, I would say, I could go anytime. If you told me to sit down right now to pee, I could get some out. And if you told me to do it in five minutes, I could get more out. And five minutes after that, I could. I literally kind of had that feeling almost all the time that I could get something out. That is an unhealthy place for our bladder to be. It's also hard to retrain. So if you're sitting there kind of rolling your eyes saying, well, Jessica, I do have to go all the time. I get it. Believe me, I did. So this is what I want you to do to start to retrain yourself. I want you to do it when you are at home in a comfortable spot. Okay, I don't want you to start to retrain yourself when you are traveling or you're out and about. That's not the time. When you are at home, so let's say you wake up and you have four or five hours in the morning before you leave the house. Let's say you're leaving the house around noon. Or let's say you are just leaving the house for a short half hour to drop your kids off at school or to make a really quick errand. I want you to start to train yourself to hold your bladder. So look at your habits. If you know you go every half hour, I want you to try to push it to an hour. Okay, and again, do this at home where you're safe, where if you think, oh, I can't make it to an hour, let's say you make it to 45 minutes, you have a bathroom close that you can use, so you have a safety net, all right? Same with that half hour, and that was what I did. I would say, okay, you know what, I'm just going to pick, this is exactly what I did. Every afternoon, I picked my kids up from school, and I knew it was about mm, 40 minutes, probably, round trip. So I would, I would go. And I would just make myself hold it until I got home. I wouldn't try to think about where the bathrooms were. I was trying to get that out of my head. But I would go if my bladder was full. Again, I wouldn't do it just in case. I would go whenever my bladder was full. And then I would trust myself to be able to make it 40 minutes till I got home. But again, use those kind of situations or use that longer period at home in the morning or in the afternoon, whenever it is, to start to stretch the time out more between going to the bathroom, okay? Now, I've taught about this before, and I almost always get people who ask, well, yeah, but you're not supposed to hold it too long because it's going to hurt your bladder. It could cause a you know urinary tract infection. You're not supposed to hold it too long. All right, that is true. But honestly, for most of us who have these issues, That is never going to be a problem. I can't hold it that long. I can't physically hold it that long. For that to be true, you would have to hold it maybe three, four, five hours, right? But the other thing to keep in mind is we do that at night. My daughter has a super healthy bladder, as most kids do. She's almost 10, and she will sleep 10 hours without having to go. She doesn't get urinary tract infections. She doesn't have any problem. That is normal bladder function. So I am not telling you to hold it when you know your bladder is full. I am not telling you to hold it until you burst by any means. I am saying, look at how often you usually go. And let's say it's every half hour, or maybe it's once every hour. Start to push it, set a timer. And if you go every half hour, push it to an hour. If you go every hour, push it to an hour and a half. Do it when you're at home so you can use the bathroom if you need to. Again, use it as a safety net. 
but start to push that limit a little bit. Okay, so that's the first thing I want you to do to start to re- train your bladder. And yes, this has to be very purposeful and intentional. This is something you're putting front of brain. You have to actively lead your bladder in retraining. The other piece for me and what I did was at night. It was the most important piece for me because that's when I had the biggest problem. I was so desperate to get every drop out. So the first thing I did to start to retrain myself was once I got in bed, I didn't let myself get back out to pee before falling asleep. I would make myself get out what I could before I got in bed. And then I would get in bed and do my reading or talk to my husband or whatever I did. And typically before that, I would get in bed, read for 10 minutes, get right back out. And the very last thing I did was get another drop or two out and then I'd get back in bed. I stopped doing that. And I it was very purposeful. I mean, I wanted to. I really wanted to. I could feel that I had to go. But I knew I would talk myself down logically. Jessica, you just went 20 minutes ago. You're going to be okay. You just went 20 minutes ago. You don't need to go again. Just fall asleep. And if you wake up to go in the middle of the night, fine. You probably will, but that's okay. This is what we're going to do today. And that is what I did. And I could fall asleep. Almost always I fell asleep. And sometimes I would wake up an hour later. Sometimes I would wake up four hours later. And that has gotten so much easier, but it's again, very purposeful. So that's the first thing I did was I eliminated that very, very, very last pee before falling asleep. Now, and this is three years after my surgery and I still am very intentional about it. And this is what I do now because I do drink water kind of throughout the evening. And that's going to be another trick coming up is actually decreasing your water in the evening. So I try to stop that at a certain point. And then I kind of have a plan in the hour before I fall asleep. What I try to do is let myself go two times. So I will try to go right about an hour before bed. And then I try to go like in the 20 minutes before getting in bed. But I allow myself two times and that's it. And that's all I need. I mean, truly, truly, that's all I need. And yes, I wake up probably at least once a night to pee. Usually just once. Usually. And sometimes I don't wake up at all if I go to bed really late and get up early. But most of the time, I will wake up at least once to go to the bathroom. And it's not more than that most of the time. And that is something acceptable to me. I can live with getting up once every night. That is, again, that's considered normal. And I would rather have that and healthier bladder function. Okay, so really the most important thing you can take from today is working on that just-in-case pee. My next trick is going to seem very simple, but it's just something most of us don't necessarily follow, even though we know we should, is decreasing your liquid at night. Now, as I said, I'm not always great at this because I am still working to drink enough water during the day. Many times it gets to be dinner and I pound all my water at that point. So I'm still working on it myself, but I do find if I can have all of my water in and be done about an hour or an hour and a half before bed, that helps significantly. It also helps me a lot. I really like to have tea at night before bed. And honestly, I will just pee more. I mean, and that makes sense. I'm putting liquid into my body. So if I can be downstairs and have tea and be done with my tea at least an hour before bed, I will let myself do it. If it's closer to bed than that, I won't. So again, this seems like a very simple one. It just tends to be one we don't actually follow through with much 
because it's not just cutting off liquid at night at a certain point. It's making sure you get that liquid earlier in the day because you don't want to be dehydrated. You really actually need to stay hydrated. A healthier bladder is a hydrated bladder, believe it or not. So cutting out all liquid is not the is not the answer. But again, if you want to do better sleeping through the night, so this is specifically for urination at night, make sure you're looking at when you're having your liquids and cutting off your liquids at least about an hour before bedtime. And then the third tip is actually extremely important and it's doing your pelvic floor exercises, believe it or not. So doing Kegels, which if you followed me for any amount of time, you know that I've told you traditional Kegels, actually we know from research, don't work. They have to be done a specific way. I am going to put links below to a couple of my favorite YouTube videos that I have for pelvic floor exercises. It is extremely important and they can help with bladder function so, so much. So doing them throughout the day, but then also my tip for nighttime that I have found helps clients, but also helps me a lot is doing those pelvic floor exercises, what you know as a Kegel, doing those in bed before you fall asleep. So I will do, I will do what I told you. Like I'll get my pee out, (laughs) I'll get in bed. And I will read for a few minutes and I'll do my pelvic floor exercises just for three minutes or so. Just that contracting and relaxing. And it helps significantly. It actually almost immediately decreases my feeling that I think I need to pee, right? My bladder isn't full. I just went. I just have the feeling because I'm still retraining my bladder. It helps decrease that feeling and sensitivity. And it also helps my decreased urination during the nighttime. So look into those links below, or if you've seen a pelvic floor PT and you have your own pelvic floor exercises, that's great. Consider doing them at night, especially before you fall asleep, and it can have a really big impact on how much you urinate at night. All right, so now you know the three top tricks to help the amount you urinate during the day and especially at night are starting to eliminate that just-in-case pee, work on decreasing the liquid that you're having, especially at night before falling asleep, but working earlier in the day to stay really, really hydrated, and then third, doing your pelvic floor exercises regularly and especially at night before falling asleep. Now, there's a few other factors that I really want to touch on here because each case is different. Obviously, we are all different and some of us can have these other factors involved. So the first thing is if you have any issue around this, around the amount you urinate or leaking or incontinence, anything like that, see a pelvic floor physical therapist. They are so helpful. If you aren't sure what pelvic floor PT is, listen to my podcast episode that came out right before this one and I talk all about pelvic floor PT, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It can be extremely helpful and give you really valuable information. If you also then want to take the next step, you can see a urogynecologist. So they specialize in the bladder and these kind of issues. So a urogynecologist can do some tests. They can help you decide if it's a true bladder function issue. They're the ones that helped me know what the level of prolapse was I had, exactly what kind of prolapse I had. And then also you might know someone, or maybe you've been through this yourself, where you've had surgery and had mesh or a sling put in for your bladder. Okay, to kind of decide that in your bladder function itself, they can do a test called avoidance 
test. So it's a bladder avoidance test. Urogynecologists do it. I had it done myself. And it was really helpful to me because until I had that done, we were assuming that I actually had very poor bladder function itself. But the bladder avoidance test showed that I didn't, that my bladder was actually pretty healthy. So I didn't have to have any piece of my surgery address the bladder itself. So again, it's just good information to have if you continue after some of these tips and tricks, if you continue to have a lot of issues, if it's really inhibiting your function in your daily life, get more information. Make sure that you advocate for yourself and a pelvic floor PT and then a urogynecologist are great places to start with that. And then one other issue around that a urogynecologist could talk to you about is having something called an overactive bladder. So that's a different issue than true kind of anatomy and what might be going on with the bladder itself. And with an overactive bladder, there could be some other things that you could do to help with that. There are actually certain foods that people can talk to you about, and this is where you might want to look into this yourself, or again, talk to your doctor, talk to your pelvic floor PT, but there are certain foods that can actually irritate the bladder. They're considered bladder irritants. Just some examples of that are caffeine and alcohol and actually carbonated water. If you absolutely love your bubble water throughout the day or your sparkling water, they are at as actually a bladder irritant and can be leading to the bladder being irritated and having to then urinate more. So just keep those things in mind. I always tell people having more information is power. It will help empower you. It can really help give you hope to know that there are things that you can do to help. So that takes us through our talk about how to help ourselves have less frequent urination during the day and then especially at night. I truly hope that this gives you, like I mentioned, just information, ways to empower yourself, ways to feel more safe and comfortable in your own body. It might be a lifelong thing for myself. I believe it is. And it's okay. It's one thing that I have to manage and now I have tips to help do it. I can be purposeful about it and I have definitely noticed an improvement over the past few years since I have been working on it. So believe that you can get better. Believe that you're worth the time and the attention that it takes to get better. And I appreciate you being here and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today on Meet Your Body. If you have a moment, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast as it helps us tremendously. For more resources and workouts, you can visit my website, jessicavalantpilates.com, or find me on YouTube or Instagram at jessicavalantpilates.com.